Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. The Tuesday Night Flight, sponsored by the Sideline Junkies and hosted by Anchor FM. You got the big boss, the man that signs all the checks to the guys in the truck, BJ. Oh, what's going on, y'all? If that's the case, then nobody's getting paid. <laughs> uh, I think they're happy with their 73 cents an hour. They must be because, you know, last couple of weeks been rough on Anchor, but hopefully we're putting that behind us. Yeah, true indeed. And before we get started, uh, last night's Redskins perspective can be seen on IGTV and on YouTube, our YouTube channel, uh, Sideline Junkies for both. So go check those out and give us some feedback. And also, don't forget to click that bell on on YouTube and subscribe. Yeah, subscribe, subscribe, follow us. Supporters, you know, it's supporters important, and yeah, you we this is our first time venturing into the video part. So, it for me, I was telling KT, it's kind of like starting all over again, learning the podcast because it's now it's other nuances you have to make sure that are right when you're video recording, lighting, background, the background noise. Um, I know for a problem for me last night was the the glare off my glasses, so it's something. You know, I got to work around and figure out, but it was fun, and uh, like I, I hope everybody enjoys it because there will be more of it coming. Yes, indeed. Um, very happy to be a part of that new trend because I was nervous at first, but uh, not anymore. It, it felt really, really good. I'll say that. And indeed, let's jump into this show. Well, of course, to start off, uh, the big news would have been. Monday Night Football, but now the big news is Demarius Thomas being traded to the New York Jets for a sixth round pick from the you know, well, he was traded from the Patriots to the Jets for a sixth round pick. Um, I know you had some thoughts on that because that's your division. Go ahead and take it away. And I don't want to confuse people. You know, I grew up a, a, I'm kind of a, a tweener right now. Um, I grew up a Bills fan and um you know, living in D.C., following the Redskins, following the Wizards. You know, they've. I've also adopted those teams. And I know you can't have two teams. Look, I understand that. I used to be like that. But it's hard not to follow a team locally and not be into them. So that's where that is. And that's a whole nother show. But let me tell you how, from my perspective, how disrespectful this is to not only – not only football, but the AFC East in particular. Um, the, the Patriots have dominated the AFC East for the last 20 years, okay? The Jets may have won the division uh, once or twice from them. I don't know the exact – we'll get the exact numbers and post it on Twitter. How many times the Patriots have won the AFC East in the last 20 years? Because Buffalo has, doesn't have a title. Uh, I don't think the Dolphins have a title. So – Here's how good the Patriots are, and here's how they just slapped the whole division in the face. They cut Demarius Thomas. He didn't make the original 53-man, okay? They were talking about Demarius Thomas when he was with the Broncos was lighting it up with Emmanuel Sanders. Yes, sir. Okay? Um, so if they had fielded Demarius Thomas, A.B., Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, uh, I forgot the other kid's name. I mean, you can go five wide all game, four wide, and you really can't double-team anybody, especially if Demarius Thomas is back to, you know, being Demarius Thomas. 
So the Patriots said, we're going to not only we're going to trade them, we're going to get a six round pick back for them because you know why? Because we're one of the best at drafting and finding talent. So for a team like the, unfortunately, like the, well, not this season, but like the Redskins normally, a six round pick would be, would be probably cut. Wouldn't make the 53 man for the Patriots. That's probably a hidden diamond. So not only did they slap the AFC in the face and knock them to the ground, they also stomped on them because they're saying here, here's Demarius Thomas. We don't need him. And not only do we need him, don't need him. We, but we know you still can't beat us. <laughs> giving him to y'all. Y'all take Demarius Thomas, put him with Sam Darnold and, um, I forgot the, I forgot, I keep forgetting their, their other receiver. Quincy uh, and Nuka. Not not Robbie Anderson, I think. Oh, it Robbie, is. yeah. Yeah, so they you know, they they have some, you know, potential. And Jameson Crowder. Jameson Crowder. I just think it's just like totally disrespectful. Because they just know how good they are. You you're still not gonna we're gonna give you a piece and you're still not gonna beat us. So it's it's crazy to me. And and you know, uh, would that help the Jets? Probably not. I, I don't. I don't think it. I, it might give them, you know, something. But the Jets are the Jets right now. I think it was a hard, hard to kind of fill the Bills and the Jets out because that was a division game. Both teams got good defenses. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's that's my thoughts on that. And before we go on, uh, we got the man of the hour, the tower of power, two sweet devil be sour. Delonte joining us. Hey, what's happening, brother? What's good, brother? How's everybody? I'm riding what? high. What? Now, back to BJ's point before I get because I, I got something for you too, Delante. Okay. Back to BJ's point. BJ, you, I, I, I don't want to say that you're wrong for the way you feel because you got a right to feel how you feel. But Buffalo dominated the late '80s and the '90s in the AFC, in the a- AFC East. Okay. Now, in the last 20 years, which is '99. Indianapolis in 99, Miami in 2000, the Jets in 2002, uh, Miami in 2008. Every other year for the last 20 years has been the New England Patriots winning that division. Now, Okay, and you're talking about a dominance of uh, maybe what – you had to get the numbers. I'm guessing from the late 80s to, to what, 94, 95, which we're talking about eight, an eight-year run. We're not talking about two 20, decades. right. Uh, you got Buffalo, 88. Uh, 88, 89, 90, 91, 93, 95. And then after that, yeah. it was just a toss-up because that was the emergence of Peyton Manning coming in 98. Uh, the Jets mm-hmm. were still kind of hot because they had uh, they had Bill Parcells and Vinny and the Jets. Uh, and in and, and, and case for, for some of you wondering and didn't get that reference, yes, the Colts used to be in the AFC East. Because they used to play in Baltimore. So they, Peyton Manning and and in uh, New England and Buffalo and the Jets and all of them used to play twice a year. So it, yeah, so it's just tidbit. Now Delonte, yes, this sir. is this, this was a trade that we talking about the Demarius Thomas trade. This is a trade that affected your household. How did the missus take it? Uh, she she wasn't tripping uh, because. You know, she she think Antonio Brown is going is the the banner carrier, the new banner carrier of the Patriots. And I'm just like, okay, you say so. 
take it any kind of way. Mm, okay. Uh, got Junie joining us. What's happening, brother? What's the deal? <laughs> I thought he was about to say welcome to the quiet storm. You sound all sexy. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I ain't know. I start undoing my pants. <laughs> Damn. Now, of course, this is not going to hurt the Patriots in any way, shape, or form. You got Julian Edelman, Edelman who's healthy, uh, hopefully a clean Josh Gordon, and now Antonio Brown. Philip Dorsett. That's the other guy. Philip okay. Dorsett. Not to mention, you still got Sony Michelle at running back. Yes, sir. You got a pretty daggone good defense. Uh, I don't want to pencil the Patriots in for a Super Bowl, but uh, I might even actually write it in marker. Uh, you know what, man? It's, mm. it's, it's hard not to. And you're forgetting the offensive line. Don't you got to pay attention to the. Nobody pays attention to the offensive line unless you really follow football because it's not sexy. It's not it's not a home run hitter. But just pay attention to how long Tom Brady stands back in the pocket sometimes, bouncing so arrogantly, waiting for a receiver to get open. It's like he, he just doesn't get – it's no pressure sometimes. So people, people are so scared to blitz Tom Brady. You'll see him – you know, they rushing three and four people. And you know what I'm saying? You, you, I understand you got to pick your poison because either way you're going to get killed. You, you want to, you're going to sit back, you're going to drop, you know, seven into coverage, or you're going to take a chance blitz and try to get him to hurry up and find who he's going to find, which probably eight times out of 10, he's going to find an open person, but I'd rather take my chance. I'm going to blitz you. You had to have, I know you're Tom Brady. One of the best ever, probably going to be the GOAT when he's retired, probably number one quarterback of all time. But it's just like, yeah, I'm not going to sit back here and just let you pick me apart. True. Yeah. Now, keeping on the subject of football, I'm I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, that Houston-New Orleans game last night, game of the week, I mean, it's it's an early candidate for game of the year. If if, if you know, I'll, I'll take it a step further. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, you know, the I think the the Detroit Arizona game was just two bad teams that just couldn't do anything against each other. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it is is that that's what that was. But I think you saw a good preview, and you know, I think Houston is a sleeper team. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, this is week number one, and Deshaun Watson finally came out there. And clicking on all cylinders, they got Kenny Steele. They added somebody that's probably excited to get away from Miami and that situation that was going on there. They still got probably right now top – he's top two, depending on who you talk to, or the best receiver in the game is DeAndre Hopkins. Didn't drop a ball last year. I, I, you know, I think – I don't think people understand the magnitude of that. Not, not dropping a pass a whole entire season. So – I know they lost Lamar Miller, but like I said, with Andrew Luck coming out and retiring, 
you might be talking about Houston not only winning that division, but maybe securing a home playoff game. You know, I, I mean, we pretty much know New England is going to be in that one or two spot getting a bye. Now you got to figure out who's the other team because I, I thought it was Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh got got their pants pulled down and a wooden paddle to they behind the other night. Stop playing, Brian. Stop playing. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even close. They they showed no signs of the Pittsburgh in the last couple of years where we're going to hang with New England, hang with New England, and Tom Brady is going to have to beat us at the end of the game. That that wasn't the case. It was just Pittsburgh. I mean, you might as well. You could have put the Redskins in that in that in that that game. You could have put the Bills in that game, the Jets, and it would have been the same. You know, that's what that was was so shocking. Like you could have put any bad team in. You could have put the, the Dolphins against them, and they would have beat them the same way. Like not Pittsburgh. That it's just it was shocking to see Pittsburgh get beat like that. Yeah, and then they only put up three points, mm-hmm. you know. Without without their two so-called distractions and A.B. and Le'Veon Bell, that's gone, that's behind them, and they still came out and just laid an egg. Yeah, and so. that was one of my L's for the week. But uh, let's you talk about – <laughs> no, no. Actually, in uh, all actuality, hold on. Let me Let me pull the book out. In all actuality, sir, I only took two. All oh, week. Yeah, so you, so you had to be ahead. You had to be number one. Yes, indeed, I am. Because yeah, I picked I did... Oakland last night. How about them Raiders? Twenty yeah, sixteen over Delonte's Broncos. Yeah, you you picked them because I I damn sure picked the Broncos. I just figured. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I figured that the you know the, the Raiders would be drained from that whole AB thing and probably come out flat, but they they did the opposite. So, but I know I took some lumps over the head this weekend. I'm not even gonna ask what the record is. But it's only week one. Only week one. It's only uh, week one. Next up, just pretty much at week one in the NFL as a whole. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I think everybody's glad to see football back. You know, we get to see this until you know what, February. So yep. um, I think a lot of teams, you know, put, put their foot down on who they were and, 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 you know, submitting their card for being, you know, an upper echelon team and, and other teams like the Redskins came out trying to shut people up and shut the critics up only in the second half to prove everybody right. You know, you know, it's, it's you can see, just, and, and, and let me let me. And I, I'm not going to beat up on the Redskins because we got Redskins perspective for that. But you can take the <laughs> Chicago, you can take the Chicago and Green Bay game. Trubisky did not play a snap in the preseason, I don't believe, and you could tell. Okay, Mitchell Trubisky is not the type of quarterback that that will be uh that can be no snaps in the preseason. That he's not that guy, and it showed. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger. If if I'm taking somebody and resting them the whole preseason, those are my guys right there. Everybody else needs preseason, 
And you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, because you go into the preseason, somebody tears the ACL, gets hurt. Oh, they shouldn't have played the preseason, blah, blah, blah. But then when you get Mitchell Trubisky doing what he did, missing wide open people, it's a, I, I got to find the picture. I'm going to post it. It's a picture of, of looking looking at the Chicago offense, Mitchell Trubisky uh, set to throw. It's a guy wide open in the end zone, mm-hmm. and, he, and he didn't hit him. Wide open. In the, I mean, we're not talking about to the left of Trubisky or to the right of Trubisky. We had to turn and look. The guy is straight on, wide open. It's at least five or six yards, maybe more on each side, that he, this guy is, is open. And he didn't, it, it did, that didn't result in a touchdown. So that tells you all you need to know right there. You know, the, the, the NFL got to really figure out what they're going to do with preseason. Are you going to – I don't think putting it to 18 games regular season is the answer. You're going to have to do something with the preseason or you're going to have to – you know, I forgot the league that just folded, but you're going to have to have a, a, a call-up league where guys are playing, guys are ready, and, you, you know, you could do it that way. That way you can save your, your superstars – for the regular season, or you give them a little light work, and something got to be figured out because the first couple of weeks are going to be messy for some teams. That's what the XFL is for. But uh, uh, Delonte, Junie, first week thoughts. Um, I I think it was um, you you can definitely tell like a lot of like. Who played in the preseason? Who who didn't? Um, especially this season. Especially you know with these these the games that took place. Um, I think it, um, man, I, looking at the Broncos Raiders game, you can tell like we were off because a lot of you know a lot of our starters they didn't play. Um, same thing with Pittsburgh. Same thing with the Redskins. Um, it's quite a few teams. Um, some of the games I watch, you can tell, like, damn, this this person, that person didn't play. So, while I understand that, um, you know, playing in preseason is unpopular, you got to you got to like get some reps in, so you can be good to go for that first game. Yeah, that's true. Um, but oh, other other than that, it was some good games. But that that Saints Texas game, whew, that that's that's an early classic. Man. Yeah. Early classic, Junie. That Houston Texans game was a was a was a, was a premier, man. It was a really good game. Um, as you can tell, I'm still let down by the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though it was Week One. Uh, Denver Broncos let me down. The Redskins let me down. Um, the teams that lost, they lost. Like. Joe Flacco just didn't show me anything. I'm like, man, is this Joe Flacco? I, I'm pulling for Joe Flacco. I told the guys at work, I'm pulling for Joe Flacco. But um, y'all speaking, um, y'all talking about the Patriots, man. I'm almost ready to pull for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, man. To be honest with y'all guys, man, to put up 59 points, that was very impressive. Mm-hmm. And I, if I'm not mistaken, he got what six rushing yards, and everybody expected him to run, and he. Through five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Lamar Jackson, man, um, I'm very proud of him. Uh, I am happy that the NFL is back. But we heard in Pittsburgh Steelers, we need some help. 
and it did look like AB a- and uh, Le'Veon was truly missed. We got to fill them holes. We got to fill them gaps, man. I'm still sad behind it, but go ahead. <laughs> you know what? It's got to. It's the next man up mentality. Whether it's Chicago, Pittsburgh, Washington, Denver, it doesn't matter. It's the next man up mentality. And just to see all the stories and everything that's coming out from week one, especially here in D.C., um, what's going on in Miami, the players, a lot of players are asking for trades. Yeah, that's, that's because of how bad they played. I I think that's piss poor. Um, that that might be probably like top five, one of the most piss. Five years, like you you know what I'm saying. Like all teams will have rough seasons. Trust me, you know we 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 going through it as we speak. You know, but you gotta you gotta uh you know, ride the wave, you know what I'm saying? You got to, like, you know, continue to, like, take them punches, and then, you know, at some point, your team will be stronger again where you can start, like, you know what I'm saying, counter, countering those punches. So, I think that's that's just that's just piss poor, man. Like, it, it's, I'm, it's a lot of guys who tried off for teams in preseason that didn't make it. They will kill or love or, like, not, not kill. They will love the opportunity to – Play for the Dolphins and make a contribution. So those guys that's that's there now, that's 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 crazy, man. Do better. You know, Brian Flores, uh, the head coach of uh, the Miami Dolphins. I'm looking at his bio now. I didn't know that brother was only 38. Yep, I'm I'm older than he is. He's been an assistant with New England since 2004. He was a scouting assistant, pro scout, special teams assistant, offensive assistant, defensive assistant, safeties coach, linebackers coach. Now he's a head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Anybody tell me that dreams don't come true, damn it, that's the proof that a dream comes true. Amen, brother. But I don't know what's going on down there, and that's something that has to be really rectified because after the first game, people are asking to get out. That's a problem. So, I mean, we we, we shall see what the uh, the business is going to be down in Miami. Is it is it really? I mean, it's too early to say it's a problem. So, uh, oh, yeah, well, it's one game. Let me let me chime in for a second, fellas, and I I apologize for the noise. I'm. I'm on my lunch break, but the, the whole situation in Miami, um, one is that was coaching and play. Okay, your coaches didn't put them; they didn't have a game plan strong enough to put them in a position to win. All right, and then the players look like they kind of gave up. So, and like Delonte said, it's players that would come take your position and kill and give maximum effort. You know, and sometimes that's all you need. You, the, you, I'd rather have the guy that's going to give me 100% effort than the guy that got 100% talent only give me 30% effort. So, and, and the, the whole Miami situation, this is something I say all the time. This is how you know that you don't have a good organization, that you don't have a good plan, because you have to start planning ahead as a, as a GM, as an organization. Just like Tom Brady. You don't think the Patriots 
are trying to groom quarterbacks. The Patriots, trust me, the Patriots are looking for the next quarterback. That's why um, their their last couple of backups, uh, Brissett, I forgot the other one. Who was uh, Garoppolo? Jimmy G. Garoppolo. The, who was before that that went to Buffalo? Went to Buffalo. He played for Buffalo. I'm trying to remember his name. He was a backup in a. Uh, I can't remember his name, but anyway, Tom do you think, really think? No, no, no. It was a. It was a. It, was a uh, it wasn't a brother. Oh, Nathan Peterson, Peterman. Nah, nah, nah. He he was a backup <laughs> for. He was a backup for the Patriots. I I'll remember his name, and and I'll let y'all know in the group chat. But what I'm saying is, Brady's 42. Do you really think that if they thought one of these guys was the heir apparent to Brady, that they would let them go? All right, you've been you've been watching greatness for the last twenty years. You've been oh, you've been watching greatness for the last twenty years. So, I think Bill Belichick would know and be comfortable saying, "Hey, don't let this guy go. Don't let this guy go. Sign this guy. You got to anticipate." And I bring it back to Miami. You shouldn't have to reload like this. You shouldn't be at the bottom of the floor because the Patriots. Haven't been in 20 years. You know why? They draft very well. They reload very well. They're willing to let people go that needs to be let go and, and start a rookie or start somebody that come in cheaper salary because they know their scheme system, this got to fit. There's only a couple of teams in the league that do this. We're not talking, we're talking about 32 teams. I'm talking about maybe five or six teams to do this. So for them to be the way they are now, because if you play fantasy football, ladies and gentlemen, whoever plays the Miami Dolphins at this point, you better be starting that offense. I agree with that. You you, you better be starting that offense um, because it's, it's going to be a long season for the Miami Dolphins. And unfortunately, the brother that has the job, it seems like the brothers always get these jobs, whether it's NBA or NFL, that the teams are at rock bottom. And they they – they get them. Uh, uh, the coach that just left uh, Cleveland. What was his name? Uh, jeez. Uh, uh, um, God, I can I can see his face. Can't think of his name. Yeah, I, I, the coach, the black coach, that just left Cleveland. He he was there through thick and thin. I didn't leave the only sixteen season was him, right? Yep. So now they get the the quarterback of the future. They finally get the quarterback, and guess who's gone? Yeah. Uh man, I, I can't think of his name. But it, it it seems like it's like that they 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 find somebody that can hold the ship while it's sinking. Like here's a ship, it has three holes in the bottom of it. We're gonna give you the ship, no, no, nothing to repair it with. You just on your own. Then when we start repairing it, or now you find ways to repair it and we, we actually get the materials, you're not good enough to do this anymore. We're gonna find somebody else. Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson, the black guy in, in, in Arizona, I thought was done wrong. Yeah. After uh, uh, a poor seat, what was he, 3-13? and 13? Yeah, he was done. That, that was a bad team. Now you get Kyler Murray. Now you, you push him out. It's like it's not realistic. But, like I said, the Dolphins, you, and also you have to know, you know, people are so pressed for their first coaching job. You got to know when you're walking into a bad situation to leave. Leave it alone. Like, it's not worth your first coaching job. I'd just rather be an assistant until something else come up. So, guys, it's been a pleasure. I got to go. My lunch break is over. 
Um, I'll catch up with y'all on the back end. Y'all enjoy the show. Man, get into it, and I'll talk to y'all later. All right. All right. Peace. But uh, looking at it, with, with I mean, I get what BJ saying. And it, it, it seems that way. As soon as the team's about to turn the corner, and th- they'll let the coach go. But you'll hold on to him as long as you bad. But as soon as you get that one player, you let him go. Yeah, I, I, I've seen a lot of – I mean, some some coaches, like, you see, you'd be like, mm, I don't think it's going to work out. But there there were some situations where, like, they let the coaches go too soon. So, yeah, that's it's an unfortunate part of football. Uh, this is going to sound real funny, but uh, I think the Redskins actually let Noel Turner go too soon. Because yeah, yeah. Un- under – Jack can't cook ownership. And he said North Turner would be the head coach as long as he's alive. They never went out and bought offensive pieces for uh, uh, North. They never drafted properly for North. If you look at North, North tenure here with Washington, he never got that stud player. I mean, he had uh, – they, they, they gave him – he Shula in 94 his first year. He Shula was a bust. So they had to rely on Gus Fratt for, for many years. But then they start going to get defense pieces. Dana Stubberfield, Dan Wilkinson, Deion Sanders. Nope, Deion what? Yeah, Deion was here under North. Yeah. Deion was here. Bruce Deion, Smith. Bruce Smith, uh, uh, James Washington. They went and got these defensive pieces, but never any offensive pieces for North to really say, all right, I'm in the kitchen, I'm cooking. They gave him bare minimum, and was like, go make me a gourmet meal. And I think under Snyder, maybe Snyder would have opened up his pocketbook a little bit more. He did it first with the Fortune 500 Redskins, but then he fired North. But he would open up his pocketbook a little bit more and say, hey, North, this is a high-priced free agent. Let's go get him. Right. And he'd be, probably be able to go shop a little bit better. But it, it, it ended too soon. And if you think that North Turner couldn't coach, uh, go look at those San Diego teams. Oh, yeah. He brought the best out of uh, Rivers and Gates. And, and LT. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, he was he replaced Marty Schottenheimer, did or was it the other way around? Uh no, he, he replaced it. Uh he replaced uh Marty. You wanna know what's ironic? Mm-hmm. Out in San Diego, North replaced Marty, right? Right. Here in Washington, Marty replaced North. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely remember. But and that that that's a guy that doesn't get very very much uh credit is North Turner. Because he was an offensive guru yeah. in Dallas. And but he's always let go. Right as the team is about to turn the corner, they let him go. Yeah, he's a professional scapegoat, man. Hate to hate to call him that, but it's you know. You know what I love to see? I, I would have loved to see him go back to Dallas and and do some work in Dallas and put some things together. But I don't know. 
who who knows? Yeah. Um, we we got a uh, a little I'll say fiasco here in DC. Um, Darius Geis is hurt. Don't know mm-hmm. to what extent. Um, the players are coming out really letting Jay Gruden have it about benching AP. Uh, Morgan Moses said that you don't bench a Hall of Famer as a healthy scratch. That's a no, slap in the face. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Now, you weren't on with us Sunday morning, but mm-hmm. I said just that. I said, you know, that is like the dumbest thing possible. He's your best running back. You have to ease guys in. You put the workload on him too heavy. Now, if I know for a fact Delonte's coming back off an injury. I'm not going to say, well, Delonte, this would be your normal workload. Take this. Now, I want to ease you back into it so I know you're comfortable. I know you're not in pain. I know you're not going to re-injure yourself. Right. I mean, that's the logical thing to do, right? Yes, sir. But instead, he went full brunt. And, you know, now it's all them blown up. Players are uh, upset. Geis is hurt for, they say, weeks. He may miss weeks. So, and we just got him back. Yeah, I know, man. Golly. But, I mean, you know, Adrian Peterson, like, that dude, he's still in tip-top shape. Yeah. You know, and, and he ran for, like, a 1,000 yards last season. So, you know, make show that man some respect, man. Yeah, and then the thing is, they saying that Gruden didn't want him in the first place. He didn't want him this season. He wanted to cut him. Yeah. I, I I read that and I, I was uh pretty miffed and disappointed when I read that as well. Like, you know, cut Adrian Peterson. He was your best he was the best your best running back last year. Indeed. Uh before we get up out of here, let's do it the proper way. Thursday night, you got the Carolina Panthers hosting. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not BJ, so I don't have the line. And we'll get everybody else's picks, you know, offline. But uh, what you got, Delonte? Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. Jameis Winston, and, and, and he's someone that, um, you know, that – we we look at we talk about you know he he's had you know quite a bit of off the field troubles and then you know he while he has played decent you know he he's thrown you know some bad picks as well um and then and this past sunday was oh it was horrendous if if i'm going to be real um on the other hand the panthers they lost but Christian McCaffrey that dude he's going to be a top three running back in the league in two years, book it, book it. Um, as far as Thursday go, I'm going to take the Panthers. I think uh, Winston, man, I think he's going to struggle. You know what I'm saying? Like Mike Evans, I think, is, is like their prime receiver, so they're going to double him. Um, he doesn't have a lot of help. Um, I know Adam Humphreys is down there. He's a pretty good receiver, but it's, it's not going to be enough, man. So I'm, I'm going to take the Panthers. Um 31 to 21. Winston, he's going to continue to struggle. He's going to throw probably a couple, like two or three more picks Thursday night. Wow. I, hey, you know what? I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Would not doubt it. Uh, 
speaking of McCaffrey, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Now, you know how good Christian McCaffrey is. Mm-hmm. And if he stays on his pace, he is going to be an absolute monster. Yeah. Now, looking at his dad and looking at his dad's numbers, uh, three-time Super Bowl champ, only one Pro Bowl in his career, 565 receptions, 7,422 yards, 55 touchdowns. Now, granted, early in his career, the first one, two, three, four, three years of the Giants, one with San Francisco, you didn't really get much from him. Right. But those Denver Bronco years from 95 all the way up to 2000, you know, he was reliable. Of course, 2001, he broke his leg again. But is he a Hall of Famer? Now, that's coming from – I want that coming from you, the football fan, the Bronco fan. I need that from Delonte. Is he a Hall of Famer? McCaffrey? Yeah. Ed? Dad? Definitely. So I'm not alone in this. I feel the same way. He's definitely a, 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 a Hall of Famer. Definitely. Definitely. They they should be stitching up his yellow jacket um in the patch as we speak. Cause I, he was always reliable to me. Him and I always thought that him and Rod Smith were a vicious tandem because either one could kill you. Right. And both of them could take a short hitch and outrun you. But I get. I think I'm in. I'm. I'm. We might be in a minority with that one. So, I, I think we might have to. We might have to put that out online and, and see what's up with that. Uh, yeah. As far as Thursday night's game go, it's gonna be a snooze fest. I know I'm gonna fall asleep on it, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that be known now. Yeah. Uh, but I'm taking Carolina 31-17. I think Cam's gonna kind of sort of break out and just do his thing, but. He Cam's going to Cam Newton. One thing though about Cam Newton that I would love to sit down and talk to him about: what is his inspiration for his game day dress? Yeah, oh, definitely. Like I saw him. Um, it was one, like either preseason or like uh, er, like uh, um, before the season started press conference, and he had like this. Uh, touch me in the morning, Diana Ross type of <laughs> like thing, you know. With you know, with the, the, I was just like, like, what's what's going on? Then he, you know, of course, he had the the suits with like the um, the the short slacks. I was just like, bro, what, like, what is this, man? So, yeah, I don't, I don't know who his stylist is, but um, it, it ain't working for me, bro. Nah, I'm, I'm gonna ask a question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think he just does it just to get that reaction? Oh, definitely. Because it's definitely. it's one, and I, I swear I wish I could send this to everybody that's listening so they could see it. He looks like he's the Joker, and he's telling them, you know, if Batman doesn't unveil himself, I'm going to kill a person every hour in Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he looks like a. He, sometimes he looks like a superhero. Sometimes he looks like a villain. I, I don't. Maybe it's because I was raised to be very conservative, and especially with my dress clothes. You know, it's cool to wear certain colors, but you have to be conservative with it to right. where 
you don't look like a flashy pimp. But, I mean, if anybody has ever seen uh, American Gangster. Oh, yeah. When uh, uh, <laughs> when Frank told his brother, he said, look at what you're wearing right now. You know what you're wearing? You're wearing a clown suit. It says, arrest yeah. me. Yep. That same exact speech I got from my uncle. I was walking around with the, uh, it wasn't real diamonds, but the diamond encrusted watch and the pinky ring and the long chain and all the expensive stuff on. He was like, you're saying arrest me. That's what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, I, I, to- I totally agree. Yeah, your, your uncle was dropping, dropping jewels, man. And that's where that conservative comes from. I mean, right. even to this day, I, I can honestly say it's no not near sideline junkie that <laughs> that really dresses very flashy. We we dress very conservative. Oh, definitely. We're comfortable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All day. I just maybe Cam got to come hang. You know what? That's it. Ain't no maybe. Cam Newton, you hear this? By week, we'll start it, and then. You know, after the playoffs and everything over, come to the DMV. You're going to hang out with the sideline junkies. We're going shopping. Yeah, we're taking you to Marshalls, TJ Maxx. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ross. Ross. Old Burlington. Man. We're going to get you three pair of jeans for like $35. And it ain't going to be no skinny jeans. It's going to be jeans that fit and look right. I just, I don't know. I don't understand the, the, the changing fashion much anyway I mean eh, that's another topic for like three other shows because we could go in on fashion left right and 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 up down sideways all of that yeah definitely but uh well I think that's about it I mean we covered everything uh that Demarius Thomas trade that came out of nowhere because uh the signing of AB, everybody said, you know what? That's going to put New England all the way in the Super Bowl because they got the receivers. They have the running game. And please, people, don't sleep on Sony Michelle. When he came out of college, I was very impressed with him then. Uh, then you still, not behind Sony Michelle, you still have Rex Burkhead. Uh, James White. So you, you got guys, but now you got what, what what we were looking at. You would have Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman in the slot, of course, Josh Gordon and uh, Demarius Thomas. Right. And still have Philip Dorsett. But now it's just you got a uh, you got three vicious receivers. All three of them can stretch the field and go deep. Ain't afraid to go across the middle and can take it to the house. Uh, I think it's official. We need to go ahead and be scared. And you know what? I'm looking at their roster. Mm-hmm. Ben Watson is uh, suspended. How long is he suspended for? Let's see. Let's scroll down here. Uh, he came back out of retirement. What is he? Wow. Uh, oh, he's suspended for uh, he failed a a drug test. Uh, four games, so he's only out for four games. He came out of retirement only out for four games. 
Quick so, question: Didn't didn't David Chung get busted for like um, cocaine or something? Possession it, of cocaine. I think I heard something about that, but he didn't get suspended. I, I guess the check cleared. You, you know how I go. <laughs> you, oh man, Chung was indicted on. Yep, uh, uh, up in New Hampshire on August twenty first. Yeah, yep. Yeah, he, he leading a cartel. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like, just idiot. Idiotacy, man. You know something? Every time I hear Patrick Chung's name, I swear this dude's been in the league about 20 years. But it's only been 10. Yeah. And it just it just seems like he's been around for a long time. But, dude, you – now, I, I think I what I heard was he had to go to go to court for it. But he's been indicted on the charge of cocaine possession. And man, I, that's, I, that's that's serious. Man. That is very serious. That's time. Depending on how much, that could be federal time. Yeah, but Patriots, man, they 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 gonna be in the, down in the dumps if that you know that happens. Yeah, I say drug tests, all of them. You know, referee any and even the referees who call their game. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, wouldn't it be funny if they did that and and <laughs> and Tom Brady came up dirty? Yeah, they'd be like, "Wait, Tom, Tom, what's going on?" I'd be like, man, they they got me. They, you know, they 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 found the kilo underneath my bed. The squeaky clean All American quarterback wind up being the kingpin. Yeah, oh. damn dirty drug <laughs> user. Just what's that? The little formula, the TB twelve, you know, stuff like. Yeah, TB twelve. That that's what's getting all the kids hooked. Yeah. They'd be like, hey, I'm trying to score some TV 12. You, you, you want some? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but one thing, I mean, we can make all the jokes in the world about Tom Brady. And I, I hated Tom Brady for a long time. And right. it took me to get older to really respect. But I hated Tom Brady for a different reason. I'm a Notre Dame fan. He came out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. There it is. But it took me a long time to respect his game and – the journey that he's taken from a sixth round pick to quite possibly and arguably the greatest quarterback. I mean, I don't think he's better than Johnny Unitas, but I'm just partial to Johnny Unitas. I, I grew up idolizing Johnny Unitas. So, <laughs> but I just go ahead. I'm, you know, I, I agree. Um, you know, for for competitive reasons, I'm not, you know, the biggest Tom Brady fan. You know, I just, uh, but I, I I won't deny his greatness. I will not deny Brady's greatness, man. Like he, he's definitely, he's definitely, he might, he's definitely top two greatest QB of all time. Um, but it's yeah, it's between him and uh, Elway, <laughs> but. You know, it's, yeah, man, I, he the guy's definitely great, definitely great. Wait, and, and, wait, you just gonna throw Joe Cool off of there? Joe Cool, he he's number three. What? Yeah, he's number three. I, I L L L way, man. Like in the eighties, like even though yeah, they were getting blown out in the Super Bowl by the Skins, the Giants, and the Niners. Uh. What he was doing to them Cleveland teams single handedly was just like, uh, like masterful. 
you know, masterful. And I think a lot of quarterbacks can can learn a thing or two from, you know, the 80s Elway. Let, let me ask you this before we get out of here. And see, you you, you opened up a whole new <laughs> – a whole new uh, – can of worms, but if your beloved John Elway didn't go to Denver, he didn't force his way out of Baltimore and go to Denver, he actually came to Baltimore and played, will we still be talking about John Elway as said quarterback? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, you, you you can't deny his greatness either. I'll agree with that. Yeah, you, you can't deny his greatness either. Uh, speaking of it, which um, before, we keep saying we're gonna get out of here, but every something always comes up, and I'm gonna leave it at this. I seen something on uh, a Facebook page, and it was saying that you know everybody talk about uh, Antonio Brown making his way out of uh, Oakland the way he did. He forced his way out, but nobody said nothing about Elway forcing his way out of Baltimore. Kobe forcing his way out of Charlotte. Dennis Rodman forcing his way out of uh, San Antonio. Right. So, me being me, I had to think about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to comment. And I said, you know what? Kobe never forced his way out of Charlotte. Charlotte drafted Kobe because they knew they could trade Kobe to the Lakers because Jerry West being the, the visionary that he is, being the great GM as well as the logo. Mm-hmm. He saw something in Kobe and said, you know what? I'll, I can't get him sitting where I'm at. Let me get him via trade. He traded Vladi Divac, got Kobe, had uh, Eddie Jones tutor Kobe, which most people don't want to believe and think is, it, it, it never happened. But Eddie Jones taught Kobe. He tutored Kobe. And then Kobe, you know, blossomed and he became the Mamba. So, don't ever think that Eddie Jones didn't have a hand in that. And I, I always felt that Eddie Jones should have a at least one ring because every time a team is on a cusp of winning a ring, he always got traded away. When it was in L.A., when it was in Miami, he got traded away right when they were on the cusp. And they won yeah. it like maybe a year too later. Especially Miami. Shout out to Eddie Jones, man. He, damn, especially Miami. Hmm. But for those of y'all thinking Kobe and Dennis Rodman too, Dennis Rodman was just being Dennis Rodman. He didn't force his way out of San Antonio. He didn't act out to say, you know, release me. He was actually happy in San Antonio. He was happy in Detroit. But things happen. People, when you start doing things that are outside the norm, you're looked at different. When he started with the tattoos and the dying of the hair, and the interviews and dating Madonna, everybody looked at him like he was weird. Right. Now you look at Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman's normal. So I just want people to get their facts straight before you start, you know, talking about this whole Antonio Brown thing. It may have been a work, it may have been a setup, but it's done now. Right. Nobody's gonna go back and change it. Only thing you can do now is if you have the Patriots on the schedule, which the Redskins do, instead of trying not to get blown out and trying to keep it competitive, find a way to scour all tape of this whole entire team. Find a chink in the armor to defeat the evil empire. Oh, it's oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And, and, and when it do happen this season, we will be the first to report it. 
Exactly. Me. And I'm and I'm getting in-house reactions, out-house <laughs> reactions, everything. Obnoxious Delonte is going to be on the loose. You know what? I think this is one thing that I would love to do. I would love to have just a film session, just watching the all-22s of a Patriots win or Patriots, just a Patriots game, period. I know us sitting in a room watching that, we can find a chink in the armor and be like, you know, we can run this defense right here that a counteract that offense. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I know we can do it. I know we can. You know what? I'm going I'm to have to set the projector up. We're going to have to have a film session, man. And, you know, we're going to have a film session, a film study session, and right. we're going to break it down and we're going to record it to show that we're not bluffing when we say we know our stuff. Great, man. <laughs> I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. So that's all our time. We didn't burn your ears off and some more stuff, dropped a little bit of knowledge. So thank you to Junie, BJ joining in tonight. Both of those guys had to go. Big Jim was on special assignment. Delante. As usual, man, always fire to have you here. Oh, I, I, I don't know if I can't throw the ball off the backboard, and I know I ain't got to look over my shoulder because I know you get ready to throw it down, so I'm good. Yes, indeed. So, with that being said, we are the Sideline Junkies, and we are out of here. Peace. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.